Rain was falling as we went through the drill before the last major event at the Rio de Janeiro Olympic Games, the men's marathon. All of us, in our bright singlets and shorts, a mass of colour, moved into position. I looked along the front line of runners about to go into battle. Iliad Kipchoge, the Kenyan, was the favourite for the race. I knew Iliad was very strong, but sometimes strong athletes do not perform well in a big competition when they represent their country and not just themselves. We surged forward in response to the gun. The competitors, 155 of us from 80 different nations, remained compacted for the first few kilometres before a front group of about 30 asserted itself, running military fashion in almost straight lines about four deep, arms pumping, legs propelling us forward. The rain was heavier. It was not cold like rain in Ethiopia, but warm and soothing. The sensation when it splashed on my legs was relaxing, pleasing to me. I could not risk feeling too comfortable. I had to stay alert for sharp corners and potholes in the road. The pack splintered at about the 15 kilometre mark. I saw Iliad Kipchoge make an early move, signalling his intention to take control of the race. An hour or so passed. I started to move forward. This is the time to close in on your opponents and put the pressure on. At the 30-kilometre mark, we were down to eight runners. Within two more kilometres, the lead pack was down to four. Iliad Kipchoge, Galen Rupp, Lemmy Bahanu and me. In the next kilometre, Lemmy fell behind. The three of us left in medal contention ran Indian file. Iliad, Galen, Faisa. The numbers on their bibs were imprinted on my mind. 2680-3097. I wanted them to see mine, 2398, although running behind them benefited me with the windbreak they provided. They must work harder. Galen Rupp lost contact with us at a water station. Now I was very close behind Iliad Kipchoge and some commentators accused me of clipping his heels. The sky cleared and I was running in an easterly direction. The sun shone directly on me, the Oromo sun so far from home. Early in the morning, across Aromia, prayers of thanksgiving were being offered to God for the new day. Perhaps this day they thanked God for me, Faisa Lelisa Gemacher, about to meet the expectations associated with my name. I was about to fulfil my destiny for them. My legs ran steadily, but in my mind I heard cries for help and saw the tears of the oppressed. No longer shall all power remain on the side of the oppressors. I would finish the race well for my Oromo brothers and sisters. Iliad was gone. He had the gold medal. I focused on Galen Rupp. I was not that concerned about him running behind me, but I had to be careful. The marathon is a difficult race, and even at this point I could become totally exhausted in the last 200 metres. If Galen increased speed, I had to be ready to do the same. 
I believe I had enough in reserve to sprint to the finish line. I glanced back several times just to be sure, but he was not challenging. The silver medal was mine. My time had come and I would be on the podium. I felt the hairs rising on the back of my neck as I approached the finish line. There was no stopping me now. I flexed my wrists and raised my arms above my head, crossed at the wrists. Many people said later that it was a sign of jubilation, as if to shout, it is finished. They were right in a way, because I felt relieved of a weight greater than that of many Olympic medals around my neck. My plan for the race was finished, but not my life or my purpose. Journalists call it the race of my life or the race for my life. It was both. <laughs>